This is the Retirement Detective Podcast, where we dive into cases with Philip Mock, chartered financial analyst and certified financial planner professional, to solve common retirement and financial planning questions. Get insight into how to solve quandaries that appear on the path to and through retirement, ideas on how to approach savings and investing for retirement, and how to plan for retirement in a tax-efficient manner. Now, here's your host and lead retirement detective, Philip Mock. Hi, everyone. It's Philip Mock with the Retirement Detective Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to walk through five signs that you may want to consider hiring a different advisor. And while my experience has mainly been as a financial advisor, you could also extend a lot of these things to other genres as well, perhaps your lawyer or your accountant or another professional that's on your team of trusted advisors. Having a good team around you is really important. And so I'm going to walk through what I have found in my career to be five clues that maybe your professional is someone you may want to consider replacing. And that will be in today's episode. So the first of the five items that I think is representative of a clue that you may want to change your your financial advisor, your attorney, your CPA, one of your trusted advisors is going to sound really simple, but it's also, I think, one of the most important things for any advisor of any kind to do well, and that's communication. If you are leaving messages for your advisor and it's taking several days or several weeks to hear back from them, or you send them an email, takes them too long to respond, or you try to schedule a meeting with them and they're not available for weeks, months ahead, then that might be a sign it's time for a new advisor, perhaps. Now, there are potential reasons for this. One, maybe they have too many clients they work with, Or maybe you're catching them at a very busy time of year. And sometimes that's a legitimate excuse. If you're wanting to meet with your accountant for a reason to, other than signing your tax return in the first two weeks of April, it's probably going to be very hard to schedule with them. And in that case, I think that's probably fine. But if you're wanting to meet with them in June, perhaps, you should be able to meet with them fairly quickly. So I think you have to consider the context, but in my career, what I've seen is that communication is probably one of the most important things for any advisor to do and to do well and to do consistently. So if you haven't heard from your advisor in some time or you reach out to them and it takes them an extremely long time to get back to you, then that might be a sign that maybe you want to consider working with someone else. The next item on my list is that your advisor makes you feel uncomfortable. And this might be a surprising one on my list for some of my listeners, but I think it's really important, especially for when there's a significant age gap between the advisor and the client, or if the advisor and the client are opposite genders and and maybe there's some discomfort there for one reason or another. But ultimately, 
whether you're talking about a financial advisor or a CPA or an attorney, you're going to end up talking about some of the most important issues that come up in your life with these people. And you want to be comfortable with them. You want to feel like it's easy to call them up and talk to them and that it's not uncomfortable. Now, it could be uncomfortable for a number of different reasons, you know, whether maybe the advisor's too chatty or not chatty enough or or is trying to sell a product all the time or or maybe they, you know, have odd mannerisms that you don't like or, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter what it is. But if you don't feel comfortable about reaching out to your advisor, be it your financial advisor, your CPA, your attorney, then I think that alone is a reason to maybe consider making a change. Because if you're not inclined to want to reach out to them for one reason or another, when you need them, then what's the point? They're there to serve you and they have expertise. And sometimes you need that expertise. But if for one reason or another, you're not comfortable with them, then I think that might be a reason to change. The third item on my list is that any advisor, any professional advisor should basically keep their promises. So they should say what they're going to do and then do what they said they would do. And admittedly, every advisor is human and makes a mistake here and there. But if you see a consistent pattern of your advisor not following through on what they said they would do, not delivering services as promised, then I think that is another reason to potentially consider. I do think communication is important and it's a two-sided matter. So it's really important to also consider the context of let's make sure that we understood each other correctly on the front end of what was expected. Um, and sometimes that can be accomplished through, you know, effectively emailing back and forth with your attorney, your CPA, your financial advisor to say, Hey, we met today. This is what we talked about. And you list it out. So that's very clear what's expected on both sides. But if you find a consistent pattern of your professional advisor, not delivering on what they said they were going to do, then I think that's, that's a concern. If they're not delivering on what they said they would, they're going to do, I mean, it's possible that um, there could be a legitimate reason for that. Maybe they've been thinking about it. They don't have a decision yet. But if there's a pattern of that, then I think that's more indicative of a problem. So I think that's something to consider if you're in that predicament. Number four, I think an advisor changing the goalpost without your consent is another reason to consider changing advisors. And this one's probably more directed at financial advisors than other types of advisors, but it could be potentially an issue for other advisors as well. But what I'm really referring to here with financial advisors is if an advisor is, is very investment focused, which you know, ad financial advisors have varying different types of practices and focuses and and some are, you know, completely holistic. They do investments and planning and all these other things. Some are just planning focused and some are, are very seriously investment focused and, and their purpose in your professional team is to maybe beat a benchmark. If that's the case, they should have a consistent benchmark and it should stay pretty much the same unless you both agree to change it. 
So if you have an advisor that's constantly changing the benchmark without checking with you, then I think that's pretty suspicious. And I've unfortunately seen that in others across my career. So if you and, and your advisor agree to build a portfolio or you have them manage money for you to a specific mandate and you agree to what the benchmark will be to measure that mandate, then I don't think the advisor should be able to change that benchmark that they're comparing their performance to unless you, the client, agree to that change. It sounds intuitive to me that if you're going to, if your success or failure is going to be based on a benchmark, then that benchmark should be agreed upon. Like, I, I think that's pretty obvious to me, but uh, there are others out there that I guess don't see it that way. For other types of advisors, I could see this potentially being the same. You know, if you're working with your CPA to generate, you know, a certain amount of tax savings with a given strategy on a consistent basis, you'd want to see them doing that. And if they're not able to deliver, then you might ask, why did we aim for this lower number or this higher number this year? Um, if it's another type of advisor, I think it's another point to consider, but maybe in a different context. But I think, again, this kind of comes back to uh, keeping your promises that if an advisor says they're going to track their worth based on a, a benchmark, um, which is a whole separate discussion of whether or not that really should be the benchmark of worth for an advisor. But if they're if they're going to say, hey, the, the number one thing we're providing to you is superior investment returns against this benchmark, then I don't think that benchmark should really waver very much without the consent of the client. And the fifth one on my list, and I think another item to consider that you know you may want to consider changing your advisors is if they are not innovating. So I think all your professional advisors, your CPA, your attorney, your financial advisor should always be innovating. They should always be thinking around the corner to what's coming up next, what laws are changing, what rules are changing to say, how does this impact you? How can we maybe make changes to take advantage of favorable changes or, or whatever it is to, to, to benefit you as the client? So I think it's really important for advisors to always be innovating, to always be looking for new ideas, thinking of new strategies, looking at new things to help them do their job better to serve you better, whether it's technology or, or that sort of thing. I think if um, you know, your advisor, whether it's the CPA or attorney or whatever, you feel like the service model has not changed in the last 20 years, that may not necessarily be a bad thing because I do think that there's a point of diminishing returns where too much change can actually be a bad thing. But I also think that all clients deserve some degree of innovation in their advice delivery, you know, whether that's financial advice or legal advice or tax advice, that their advisor is constantly thinking of new things for them. And that doesn't necessarily have to be in the form of how reports look or how the tax return looks or, or whatever, but I think it's something that you as the client can get a sense of in your conversations and in your meetings with them. If it's the same script every time, that's one thing. 
But if they're each meeting approaching you with, here's my views on this, here's what I think's around the corner, here's what I think we should do about it, et cetera, then I think to me that's a sign of, of more innovation, thinking of new things, thinking around the corner, and, and trying to, to think ahead, which I think is part of the job of an advisor is to think ahead to new issues, new challenges, new, new laws, new rules, new ideas. So those are five quick ideas on, or my, my take on five things to look for uh, that might be clues that it might be time for a new professional advisor on your team of trusted professionals. Now, certainly it's not an exhaustive list. I can think of lots of other one-off things I've seen here and there, but to me, these are five general concepts that are very basic, that are very attainable with with effort. And therefore, if your person is not doing these things, it might be time for a change. We'll see you next week. This recording strictly is for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of recording. Such opinions are subject to change. The views and opinions of guests on this program are not necessarily those of the Retirement Detective Podcast. The Retirement Detective Podcast is not affiliated with any guest or his or her business affiliates unless otherwise stated. The Retirement Detective Podcast does not guarantee the accuracy or the completeness of the data presented herein. The Retirement Detective Podcast shall not be responsible for any trading decisions, damages, or other losses resulting from or related to the information, data analysis, or opinions or their use. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investments are subject to investment risk, including possible loss of principal. Individuals should seriously consider if an investment is suitable for them by referencing their own financial position, investment objectives, and risk profile before making any investment decisions. This podcast is not a solicitation to purchase or sell securities or a solicitation for advisory services. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services, and nothing in this podcast should be relied upon as rendering legal, financial, accounting, or other professional services. Philip Mock is not a detective or law enforcement officer, and any reference to such is for entertainment purposes only.